The only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. Albert Einstein. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Our episode today is all about time once again. Our story structure that we're going to focus on is the Rashomon style structure. This is how I first learned about the story structure is from a, I believe it's Japanese play called Rashomon that takes place during a trial. The trial is based around a sexual assault allegation. Each side tells their own version of the story. The victim, the person she's accusing, a witness, and I think law enforcement. I believe there were four. They each take the witness stand and go, this is how events happened. And in the play version, you see on a different part of the stage, the characters acting it out. So in one version, she's being extra sultry. And in another version, she's cowering in fear. And they're each telling their point of view on this one series of events. This particular style is very common in courtroom dramas, in action, and heist. There was an action movie that I saw in theaters this past spring called Wrath of Man. And it takes place around a crew hijacking an armored truck. And you see it from a witness's point of view. You see it from the victim's point of view. You see it from several different moments. And the way they went back to it every time was with camera shots. So they would start with one spot and then they'd spin the camera around to a different character. And we'd see how they got to that moment. Another example of that is a How I Met Your Mother episode where it starts off, they show this picture of them at a dinner and everybody looks smiling and happy. And the narrator says, there's a lot more going on behind this photo that you don't see. So let's start with these two and their story, how they got here. And then it goes to these two and then these two. And it just shows this absolute disaster of a night and how it ended with everybody fake smiling for a picture. The key to Rashomon-style storytelling is a single event. The picture, the heist, the assault, this one moment that is the pivot point for all of the other actions in the rest of the story. It's not like a parallel story structure where you're leaning toward a moment and you don't know how it's going to end up. It's almost like in that episode where this is how it ends up, let's tell you how we got there. This is also not recursion. This is entirely character-based. So from this other character's point of view, from how they experienced the events, recursion is a different structure that we'll talk about in the next episode that is a repeat of events like Groundhog Day. Don't use this style as a time or word filler. You need to have a purpose to why you're telling the story from different perspectives. Yeah, in general, if you hear anything we say and you're thinking, we can use this as a time filler, that's not what we mean across the podcast. The series may be about time, but it's not about filling time. If you want to, in your writing club, everybody sit down 
and pick a character in your work in progress and explain how you walked into the room from your villain's point of view. That is a great exercise. What is your villain noticing versus your ingenue versus your mentor character? Great exercise, not really interesting from an audience's point of view. It needs to play into the plot. Again, there needs to be a purpose behind it. The other thing, especially if you're using it in like a courtroom drama setting, don't let even just one of the characters tell exactly what happened. Because speaking from a professional standpoint, witnesses don't know anything. Everybody misses something about how an event occurred. And that's really where you as an author start. What is character A missing from this moment? What is character B not seeing about this moment? If the witness is seeing the two of them outside the bar, the witness didn't see what happened inside the bar. They're missing context. So make sure that every perspective that you use in this style adds something new, tells it in a different way. You don't want it to be identical to the last person's version. So if you have two different tellings that are basically the same with only minor changes, consider combining those two into one. So we've talked a fair amount about what not to do. How do I actually use it? Focus on the characters. Get into the characters' minds and what they would see this event. How do they experience this particular event based on their personality, their history? What would they notice? What would they do? What would they assume about other people? The reverse and therefore kind of the same point would be whatever you tell about what this character notices also tells about the character themselves. Hey, she was wearing a red chiffon dress that was blah, blah, blah. We know that's probably not going to be one of my characters <laughs> who's saying that. It's going to be somebody who knows how to spell chiffon. That tells about the character. So if you want to tell about the character, character voice is a great way to do it and essential for this particular type of story structure. So if you have a stereotypical male, they're not going to notice that red dress was chiffon, but they will notice it was a very sexy red dress. A woman who maybe in her spare time is a fashion designer or a seamstress, she looks at it and it was a very beautiful chiffon dress. So that's the difference that you have. When you take all of these different perspectives, all of these different stories, they should create the truth in the mind of the readers without any one character having the whole thing. So the reader should be saying, well, this sounds right from this character, but this is right from this other character, and this is right from this other character. So in the classic Rashomon style, the reader should also be the judge in a way of, okay, three of the four said that the fight actually started before they left the bar. Okay your reader should be drawing those same conclusions. That means you as the author, fingers crossed, know how things actually went down. This might be a good idea for you to have 
even just an outline of the true events of the story that you can reference to make sure the other perspectives that you're telling leave enough clues for the readers to figure out the true events. And not feel like they're wasting their time. Something that you will find in every successful version of this particular type of story structure is landmarks. We heard the gunshot go off and then we ran outside, but you went inside and then the dog started barking. You have several moments during the event that we can connect the stories on. So even if I'm in the other room and I heard the glass break and then the door slam, I know what other characters are doing even though I'm in the room. So you have these landmarks where the other stories can then line up with that gunshot, with that glass break, with these things that all of these different people notice. So it gives the reader a place to put the story. It can line up the timeline of events. This is something they use in actual investigations. They have landmarks. And if somebody's story doesn't line up with those landmarks, then suddenly they know, okay, that person is lying or the person we got this landmark from is lying. These landmarks then act as stitching points to weave the story together. These are the seams that, okay, yes, everything lines up right here, even though the edges are different. That does not mean it's the same for every character. The difference for the single event is the point of view character. So the dress tears. Was it a chiffon dress? Was it a sexy dress? Was it dark red? Every character is going to notice something different about it. The dress is still tearing. That's your landmark moment. What they notice is dependent on the character. This whole structure is incredibly character driven. And incredibly complicated. So you do need to be careful on using this structure. But if you want to expand your writing horizons, this is the purpose of this whole series. These are difficult. These are ones that you shouldn't just jump into expecting it's going to be perfect the first time around, but it's worth testing. It's worth trying to expand your own writing capabilities. If you are a plotter and a character-driven author, this definitely should be in your arsenal at some point. These play to your strengths enormously. This style, the Rashomon, is just incredibly fun to play with because you do get to get into the minds of the characters which from my perspective is one of the more fun things to do because I tend to be a character-driven author more than a plot-driven. If you're not character-driven, if you're not plot-driven, this is a good way to expand your skills, to work on those things so that you can get into the minds of the characters. Because as we're writing, we should be challenging ourselves, trying other new things, all while we still write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 